Welcome to the Happiness Experience Podcast, produced by the Better Living Institute and sponsored by AppJudo for your software needs, BulletPad for writing lists on your iPad, and also sponsored by our listeners. That's folks like you. We're Kira and Bill Van Ittersom, and welcome to today's show. Today we're talking about how forgiving makes us happier. Hello, everyone. Forgiving makes us happier. Well, Kira, what is forgiveness anyway? Especially since I'm not all that great at it. (laughs) I think you're great at it at times and not so great at it at other times. And probably most of us are like that. Well, sort of the clinical definition of it is shifting your thinking from wanting to harm someone who's wronged you toward a desire to do that person good, or at the very least to change your relationship to a more beneficial one. And that could be just beneficial to you, maybe not even the other person, but it's something that if it's eating away at you, it's not healthy. So if you can shift your awareness and somehow create a little more space for yourself and your feelings there, that could do you some good. So. It acknowledges all the pain and the loss and everything that you've suffered, but it also tries to extend goodwill to the situation. Now, I have uh, just a tiny bit of trouble with doing that person good or extending goodwill, but I think I have a rudimentary grasp of wanting to free myself from the harm that is often self-inflicted You know, the harm that someone else does to each of us is hard to take. But as we chew on it, and even as we try to rationalize it, and certainly as we continue to feed our anger over it, it really re-injures us over and over and over again. And I have realized this, and I have very much wanted to move away from any of the connections to that. In fact, Kira and I did a podcast last fall. In our Healthy Tips series. Actually, it was a book talk series, I believe. No, it was a, it, it really was the Healthy Tips, but it was a book. And so we were commenting on that book. Okay. But it was called... Walking Your, Your Blues Away. Walking Your Blues Away, which was really the title of that book. It was a really great book. It's not a very long book. And it was a really great podcast. So I suggest, you know, rather than rehash it here, go ahead and try to pick that one up in the Healthy Tips series. Forgiveness is really not a reconciliation, but it's more of one person's response to that injustice, as I said earlier. And it is really entirely up to the person who's been hurt. It doesn't have to include the offender. In other words, you don't have to go to that person and say, I forgive you and blah, blah, blah. Because oftentimes, they're hashing over the same thing, they could throw it right back in your face. (laughs) Oftentimes, I think people also have a lack of forgiveness for things that happened, perhaps when they were growing up with their parents or something, and they may not have received acknowledgement or something that they really needed, and they didn't get it. And maybe the other party doesn't even know that they've injured you in some way. But, you know, you are feeling hurt, and you are feeling misunderstood. And You can carry these things around for a long, long time. Well, your whole life. And they really don't injure that other person. They really hurt you. It's still very painful for you, and you're still carrying it around and mulling over it and thinking about it. That's a lot of baggage to carry for a lifetime. It sure is. 
Going through the forgiveness response or the forgiveness techniques doesn't mean reestablishing contact with that person who hurt you. As a matter of fact, that person may not be in your life at all anymore. You might have moved across the country or across the world, or they might have passed on to the other realm, so they're no longer anywhere around. And how crazy is that to let someone who's died still affect you and still hurt you day after day? Right. It doesn't involve, you know, any kind of reconciliation, but it's really about you. It's about your own personal response to this, whatever you perceived as an injury or an injustice. And it's all about dealing with your feelings in the matter. And it really doesn't even involve the feelings of the other person. So you don't have to reconcile. They don't have to ever apologize. You don't have to have a personal encounter in order to have forgiveness for the situation. Now, forgiveness also doesn't involve forgetting the incident. So we're not trying to encourage you to wipe this out of your memory or I'm going to block this event forever because that does a lot of harm too. It lives in your subconscious. What we're talking about is resolving it. So it does involve acknowledging to yourself that the wrong was in fact done. And you reflect on it and decide how you want to think about it now. It's not denying your feelings. It's not suppressing any of that hurt, anger, disappointment, humiliation. But it is learning to live with that and learning to put it into its own place and without this resentment and, say, desire for payback (laughs) that flies up whenever you happen to think of that incident, you really don't have to forget in order to forgive. Right. And it's pretty impossible to do that anyway. So yes, that's what makes forgiveness so challenging at times because people do have a very difficult time forgetting what happened, especially if it's something really awful. (laughs) You're never going to forget it. So you're going to always have to make a change in your thinking about it. It's not condoning either or excusing what someone has done to you. It doesn't make it less important or, you know, justify what they did in any way. And it doesn't deny any of the harm that they did or any of the feelings that you may have about the injustice of it. So it's not that sort of thing. What it is is giving yourself an opportunity to reconcile your own feelings in the matter so that it's doing less harm to you. And kind of defuse that pain and unload that burden so that it can't get you anymore. It can't engage your emotions anymore. Right. That it becomes a healed wound in your own psyche as opposed to something that's raw and fresh. And every time you think of it, it's just like right here, right now, same incident, same hurt, same humiliation, same pain. I've spoken to people who've actually gone to try and reconcile with people who've harmed them or that they they wanted some sort of understanding and recognition or to have the other person admit that they did something wrong and to own their part of it. They wanted to discuss their feelings and try to get it out. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just makes things worse. Right. You know, the other person just will deny flat out that they ever did anything to you or call you a big baby or... You never know what's going more to happen. More humiliation, more exactly. pain. Exactly. And so And they haven't grown. That's part of the problem is through this pain, you are growing. 
you are changing. You are changing right. psychically. You're changing spiritually. You're changing emotionally. But oftentimes that person hasn't, because they didn't go through that hurt. They're the ones that hurt you. They didn't get hurt. <laughs> right. So it's like, ah, you know, I'm not changing. I did what was right. And if I hurt you, well, too bad. Or maybe mm-hmm. it helped you grow up. Or you needed to grow up. Or all these horrible things. So right. this level and of forgiving that we're talking about certainly does not mean to put yourself back in harm's way. You need to protect yourself. You can forgive and still protect yourself. Right. You don't need to reconcile with that other person. And what we're pointing out here is it really is, once again, all about what you're feeling and what you're going to do about it for yourself. You can't change that other person. And you could spend a lifetime trying to. And I know it is painful when you really, really have a need for that person's love or you want that. You have a desire more than a need. But you really do desire that that person will understand you and love you and do all the things that you dream that would be possible for a relationship. And I think this is especially true with parents and their children. But it doesn't always happen that way. And at some point, we do have to just go on with our life and fill those spaces that are empty with other people and other relationships. Absolutely. And, you know, you can do that. You can love yourself enough to do that for yourself. You really need to get to the root of it. As I discovered, I needed to get to the root of it as well. Or you will never have the happiness. And that's what this podcast is all about. And that's one of the reasons why we took forgiveness as a topic to talk about. Because without forgiveness, you have this boiling inside so many times, so many incidences. That's going to keep you from being happy. Right. (laughs) It's going to keep you off your game. Right. And very often it is the offender who lacks the awareness to come together and try to understand what you're going through. That person is the one who is never going to grow if they never determine how to do that in their lives. So they're really the loser in the end anyway. But here, what we really want to do is leave an opening for all people to grow. So, you know, I always say, my worst enemy, you know, I wouldn't put a pebble in his path because what you really want is for that person to grow and for that person to develop compassion and love. And so if they're lacking in those areas, wishing them ill is never going to change anything for the better. Now we need to take a quick break to thank our sponsor. And in a minute, we'll be back to talk about forgiveness and justice. There's a big topic in today's world because there's a lot of incidences where people also want justice. Time to thank one of our sponsors. Today's show is sponsored by BulletPad, the fun and intuitive app for writing outlines and organizing your thoughts on your iPad. With BulletPad, you can quickly create a hierarchical list of bullet points, giving structure to your great ideas. BulletPad is an outstanding tool for writers, thinkers, and folks like you. Begin organizing today. Get BulletPad for free. Just go to the App Store on your iPad and search for BulletPad. And we're back. We are going to discuss now a little bit about how forgiveness relates to justice. Well, the first thing you need to know is that it's really not justice at all. The offender, like I said, may never ever apologize or make amends or accept that they did anything wrong. So it's completely separate from justice in a way. 
What it really does is it separates your feelings from any kind of need for acknowledgement that a wrong was done or a need for an apology or punishment or anything, you know, compensation. And it may be that somebody did something illegal to you. In that case, you know you were then your rights to go through the justice system to pursue justice in that way if you really think that's important. But it has nothing to do with whether or not you forgive the person for what they did. I've heard of instances, we all have, where someone murdered a person's child or a relative or a loved one, and they were able to forgive. That is a huge undertaking. I can't even imagine myself how I would feel, but, you know, it's completely separate from what justice would say. And in the word of justice, the society is going to have a say in that. So if it was something having to do with a criminal case, society is going to move forward and conduct its own justice. And if it was something in a civil realm, like, well, as Kira mentioned, someone cheated you or took some of your possessions unfairly. Well, there are justice penalties for that area. You could take steps. And this is separate, again, from any of your forgiveness. As the justice wheel grinds, and it also grinds very slowly, you may wish to get into a realm where you began to forgive so you can heal yourself while this other matter is progressing. Mm -hmm. And you may get satisfaction from the justice wheel grind, but you may not. And that would be a whole new series of things that you may have to forgive if it doesn't turn out the way you would hope it would. Right. So we've been looking at the scientific studies about forgiveness. Why forgive? What is there about it that frees you up? Well, for one thing, all of this baggage that you're carrying around takes a lot of energy to carry that around. And you free yourself up when you forgive. You can be happier. You aren't as tense and you tend to be much healthier. So you become more serene and certainly more agreeable to be around because you're not constantly bothered by that incident. And when you are bothered by it, you can't be agreeable to the people around you. You're kind of sharp and maybe put off and perhaps even a bit depressed. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> We've listened to Wayne Dyer talk about how If you're not familiar with him, he's one of the New Thought teachers. He writes a lot of books. He has written about his father who abandoned his family when he was a baby, and he ended up living in foster homes. And he had a rough upbringing because of that. His mother did the best she could, and from time to time she would come back and take him. Eventually she did take him out of the situation and took care of him. But it was a hard upbringing for him, and he held a lot of bitterness toward his father for many years. He eventually was able to forgive him, and I think what happened is that he just became more spiritual, and then he began to see that perhaps there was a purpose. Maybe this is something his father signed up to do for him so that he could learn and grow to be independent, you know, so he's written about that many times, and you can turn things around and start looking at incidences that happen in your life in a spiritual way and perhaps see that there is some growth, some benefit that you got out of that situation. That's so true. Now, we need to take 
another break to thank our second sponsor. And we'll be back in just a sec to talk about healthy actions that we all can take in this realm of forgiveness. Also sponsoring our show today is AppJudo, your complete web and mobile application development service. AppJudo uses the best technologies and computer science principles to build attractive and intuitive user interfaces that your customers will easily understand and love to use. Whether you want to design and build a new app or refactor and redesign an existing app, AppJudo can help make your project a success. Visit AppJudo today at www.appjudo.com. And we're back, Bill. Now, we do want to talk about some of the things that you can do. We've gathered some exercises here, and we want to talk a little bit about those. One of the first things that I learned about forgiveness that I thought was really constructive is that you can tell stories of times that you were forgiven for things that you did. Sometimes it's hard to look at ourselves and examine and see some of the things that we may have done. I remember one time many years ago, this fellow came in to a restaurant where I was working. People were talking and whispering about him, and it turned out that he had thrown all of his furniture out the front door, and he had thrown this big fit. He kept leaving these clues for why he did it, but I wasn't picking up on them. And it turned out that this fellow had a crush on me. And he was terribly upset because he had given me a gift of roses and I didn't pick up on the fact that he was the one who gave them to me. They were given to me anonymously. He oh, had, Kira, you weren't the <laughs> mind reader. You <laughs> failed in your mind reading. I mean, he was a nice man, but I had no contact with him other than the fact that he was one of the customers in the restaurant where I worked. So this is an interesting thing where you cause people pain and you don't even know you're causing them pain. And so this fellow was just beside himself. So here we have this situation where you look at your life and you think, wow, where else am I unaware? And what else am I doing that may be doing damage to someone and I'm not even aware of it? It's a good exercise to undertake, I think. It makes you really stop and think about how you're treating other people. Well, and even when you do things that are hurtful and you know you're doing things that are hurtful, And then the person comes back to you and does forgive you because they value the friendship. What did that feel like? You can write it down, but you can also talk about it, especially when you're dealing with younger members of the family. You can explain, well, this is what happened to me. Then how was that relationship afterwards? Did it get healed? And did you keep your friendship? Did it make you more or less likely to do this same hurtful thing in the future? Or Mm -hmm. did you learn something from that? And if so, what did you learn? And this could be a very valuable lesson, again, especially for younger members, either your children or nieces or nephews or other younger members that you're working with. Mm -hmm. You can tell both stories of when you've been forgiven for something. You can also tell stories of when you have forgiven others and go down that same road with how did you know that you had forgiven that person and what did it feel like and how that affected your relationship. And especially if you try to do the forgiving face-to-face, you know, did they accept it? Did they throw it back in your face? Did you still have a relationship afterwards? Was it possible? Mm -hmm. And young people especially are so interested in this because they do things that are silly and sometimes stupid and hurtful. And yet, they don't want to lose that friendship, Mm -hmm. and they want to know how to get it repaired. 
Right. I think that's back. what comes out of this. There's, there's a lot of valuable information, ideas for them to understand how they might really approach apologizing to another person and how can they help heal the situation between them and someone. This happens a lot with kids as they're growing up. They'll have arguments with friends or they'll feel left out by a group. These kinds of things just naturally happen as children are growing up. We need to be able to help them pass these things and help them to see what they might do. Yeah, there are several steps if you're guiding someone else. And of course, these you can learn from too. But, you know, you can ask that other person, what can we do as a pair to help heal the situation? You can acknowledge in detail what you did. And you can try to explain without really excusing your actions. But showing genuine remorse is a very helpful first step. Sometimes you may not really have known how hurtful you were, and you have to be sorry and own how that person felt, even when you didn't intend to be hurtful. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And that does happen sometimes. We, Under our best intentions, at times we do things that we don't intend to do that do hurt other people. Now, one technique that we learned about, which is really quite interesting, it's used in a lot of other places, and that is role-playing. So if you're a little bit afraid, especially about approaching another person that you might have harmed, but you're really intent on having that relationship back, and you really have a pretty good hope that they like you well enough that you can patch things up with them, to help you out, Pick a friend that you're in good standing with, certainly, and ask them if they will be a role-playing model for you. Explain what happened and explain the hurtful action and ask them to take the place of the person you hurt and kind of work through all the things you might say and ask them to imagine what they might say back. Ask them to try to be true to it and not just say, oh, I forgive you. You're fine. I love you anyways because that won't help you very much. But, you know, ask them to really try to get into that person's shoes and really try to get into their thinking patterns so that they'll give back what your other harmed person might give to you. It's a good way to go through some of the steps and try them on and see how they might work. And if you can't work with another person, Sometimes you can just write this out yourself, like a little story scenario, you know. Yeah, that's a great one. Here's here's what I did, I feel really terrible about it, and then have the other person answer in your mind what they would say and just kind of work it out, kind of work out some dialogue before you approach the matter. Because when you are really emotional, if you're not prepared, you may trip over your words and not really know what to say in that situation. So get yourself prepared. Very often what you find And what I found in my life is that people are extraordinarily generous about forgiving. They really do just want you to acknowledge that you did something to them that was harmful. They do want you to admit that you did something that hurt them. When you know you've done that, you do need to say you're sorry. You do need to own it. That's why Bill and I have been married for 38 years. (laughs) We've learned how to do that over the years. It really is helpful when you can say, I really didn't mean to hurt you. I'm really sorry. And sometimes you did. (laughs) I mean, you know, and again, in our case, 38 years, there have been times when we have meant to hurt each other, and we have. And yet we had to grow beyond that, and we had to own 
not only the hurtful behavior, but the emotions behind it and Mm -hmm. the reasons why we wanted to be hurtful. And we had to examine those in the light of day. Certainly, there are limits. Kieran, I have limits. And if you go beyond those limits, you know, it might be irreparable. It might not get repaired. But the one thing is if you have enough love in the situation, you can learn to forgive. It's not easy. Forgiving is not easy. And I'm still going through instances myself of harms done to me over the years by other people. I'll wake up early in the morning and then all of a sudden it'll come in my mind and I don't know why it won't come, but it's there. And it's like living it over and over again. And that's another reason that that technique that we talked about in our podcast, Walking Your Blues Away, was so powerful. So again, I suggest go back and listen to that. It's in the Healthy Tips podcast series. It is really an amazing technique. Forgiving is a necessary healing to your emotions. And that definitely will give you happiness back. I think so. Well, Kira, I think that's the end of our podcast for today. I think it is, Bill. That is our show for today. Bill and I do want to thank you for listening to the Happiness Experience podcast today. To subscribe to our show, go to iTunes Podcast and look for Better Living Institute, the Happiness Experience podcast. There you'll also find all of the podcasts produced by the Better Living Institute, the Book Talk podcast, the Healthy Tips podcast that Bill mentioned, the Love Stories podcast, and our two newest podcasts, the Happy Kids podcast, and today's podcast, The Happiness Experience. At the Better Living Institute, we're creating health, wealth, and happiness, one loving conversation at a time. You can also find our podcasts and view all of the great stories, photos, and links that we post by visiting our website at www.betterlivinginstitute.com. While there, please go to our contact page and leave us a comment. Kira and I encourage you to send us your own happiness experiences so we can share them with our listeners on a future show. We'll even give you a plug. You can also like and message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash Better Living Institute. In addition, our email address is feedback at betterlivinginstitute.com. We hope you'll listen again next time and remember to share our show with your friends and family. This is Kira and Bill Van Ittersom for the Better Living Institute saying so long for now, everyone. 